This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Afternoon, everybody. Sorry for the uh, for the late start. It was something as simple as traffic on Whippendell Road, as I hope most people stayed to the end and then obviously tried to get away. A few people obviously would have would have left before the 90th minute to try to get a, get ahead of that particular traffic and would have missed the two goals, which obviously is a shame when you've sat through that game looking for a payoff and it finally comes at the end. But hey ho, there we go, there we go. Welcome back, everybody. It's it's no longer international break. We're back to proper football. And so having not played a game for two weeks, obviously we've got one on Wednesday and then we've got one next Saturday too. So uh, we can get back and start talking about more important things like Watford. That'll be interesting. So what did we make of today? Goals change games, undoubtedly. Our man, Ryovic, what did we think of him? What did we think of him over the 90? Doesn't do much other than score goals, but that really isn't a bad thing at all, is it? But there we go. But there we go. What did we think of the substitutions? Because a lot of people were looking at Tom Ince's performance in the first half and the early part of the second half. Did he struggle to get into the game? It, it, it looked that way. And did, did we get more from Yasser Espria? That was an interesting one. I think the one that, for me, really caused a difference was Ishmael Kone coming on into the middle. And really, after a couple of pretty dud-like performances, came on and really gave us a burst of energy, turned away nicely, distributed the ball. So there was some nice stuff there. I thought there was some nice stuff, but it, it felt like until they went down to, to 10 men that were we struggling to break them down? Were we struggling to create? Do we look at it on that level of performance or do we look at it and say the game's played over 99 minutes now? So that's what we get. Who knows? Who knows? We're going to go to Mal first and then we'll come to you, Charlie. Mal, who has ventured down from the from the heady wilds of the north. Mal, last time it took you about six and a half hours to get down here. Did you have a better run down this time? Hey, Steve, I'm in the car with Mal. Ah, I've got you. I've got you both. I've got you both. Sorry. My fault. My bad. My bad, everybody. So there we go. What, what did you think then, Steve? Do you know what? I'm going to take the positives on the match. We took three points. We scored two goals. Me and the man next to me drove for three and a half hours today, 200 plus miles, and we got it to go back. 
all I wanted to see was a bit of effort and a win. That, that's all I've ever asked. Do you know what? I can pick apart the 91 minutes before the goals went in, but I'm not going to bother. I, I'm going back a happy man tonight. That's all I'm interested in. Nice. That's, and it's fine to look at it like that. It's fine for us to look at it and go, we didn't gazump them for the full 90. But in fairness... It was going to be hard to break them down because they have had five league games and a, a league cup game, and they haven't lost all season. They'd had three wins and two draws, and I didn't think they looked. I didn't think they looked in control. I thought we looked in control, apart from the fact that we were likely to cause our own damage, which no, has I been agree. a bit, I, bit of the order of the season. Yeah, I never thought for one minute they would potentially score. If you want to be but I, I couldn't see us for a while scoring, but. Do you know what? I've, I've been in games where I've seen us all over the opponents and then we lose 1-0. So do you know what? Sometimes it, it's about that digging in and we kept playing and playing. Yeah, the last third of the pitch, we, we were lacking. But do you know what? I'm not going down that avenue. We took three points, no, no, scored no. two goals. And do you know what? That, when we drove down today, I just said to her, I want that feeling of Watford scoring in the back of the net. And I'm going back with Mal, a happy man tonight. Very good. I hope, because last time when I spoke to Mel, I think it it taken you guys about six and a half hours to get down here and about similar to get back up when when there was all sorts of travel problems going on. I hope you get a better one going back again this time because nobody wants to be sat in the car for six hours. I know a lot of the, there was a couple of the Coventry people that we know who were like stuck overnight trying to get, make their way back from Hull. Anybody travelling back distance from a home game or indeed the Birmingham guys getting back hope everybody travels safe but there we go are you going to make it down for West Brom on, on Wednesday or are you going to I was going to uh, say what? if anyone's up for a pint on Wednesday I happen to be working in Watford so I'm coming down midweek and we're going to Leeds away as well so anyone that wants to meet up for a few beers at either one give me a shout there's a level of planning well done well done Steve well done Mal excellent stuff guys have a good trip back that's great to hear from you cheers and, uh, and yeah no for, Oh, cheers, Mal. Sorry, just as just as Mal goes, Mal, we'll catch up very soon, mate. I really look forward to catching with you. But have a good journey back, and do keep listening in. Let's add in Charlie, and then we're going to come to Mike. We've got Paul, we've got Andy, we've got Wendover, we've got a motley crew to go to. But that's first of all, Charlie. Were you at the game, sir? I was, mate. I was. What Thank you? fuck for that. I think that's. <laughs> You're in the heavily relieved crew, like the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, I will. Sort of reflect on the whole game a little bit. Go for it. I thought, first of all, I mean, I've been one of Backman's biggest critics, but I actually thought he did well today. He made three good saves. He made that one in the first half early on, and then there was a double save down our end in the second half. Fair play. And he looked a bit better with his feet. I was a bit worried after the antics in the internationals where he had a bit of a cock up, but he he did all right today. I'd give him I'd probably give him a seven out an eight out of ten today. I'm probably the only person who, when he does something silly for Austria, goes, he's got that one out of his system. That's one he's not doing in a watch yeah. shirt. But I'm probably just being too no, much. Go on, true, what, what else are your thoughts? I will finish with the positive, so bear with me. But I thought, okay. I, thought, <laughs> Go on. I thought up until the last 10 minutes, we lacked any idea of how to break Birmingham down, Agreed. whether that's whether Birmingham were just well organised or whether we, it was just us not knowing what to do. I was a bit worried before the game that we didn't even have another striker on the bench. I thought Rakovic, or however you pronounce his name, I think his first touch was awful in the first half. We tried to play into his feet a couple of times. He let it run loose, but he scored the goal. And moving on to the positives, I thought once Birmingham, okay, they went down to 10 men, but I think 
that gave us the motivation to go on and grab the game by the scruff of the neck, so to speak, and to actually go and look for the win. And I thought up until that point, we were happy to take a point at home, and that was what was worrying me. But like I said, once the game opened up a bit and we were playing against the 10, and obviously we had that bit more room, I I thought Andrews always makes us look better when he's on the pitch. I thought Kone, as you said, did well when he came on. I think loser again, he had one of those games where he just seemed to go missing. But overall, look, as the chap just speaking said, we got the three points. We got two goals against a Birmingham team that have been on a pretty good run. And I just hope upon hope that Wednesday night we can go and we can stuff the baggies. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something really conciliatory, like build on it or build a platform, but stuff the baggies. Oh, no, like I'm, 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 not, I'm not that philosophical, mate. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, I agree with you. There was a moment on the 85th minute where we kept the ball for fun. We'd pushed the ball around. I haven't yet, and I will do. I'll get to the, the possession stats, etc. And we kept the ball for fun. And the ball finally came to loser. And he tried to clip one in and it landed in row H of the rookery. And he thought, that's going to be the order of the game. Float like a butterfly and sting like one. And was it the sending off that made the difference? Or was it simply the fact that for once we got a ball in, we got a cross in, finally got a cross in to the six foot three guy and he got a, a, a strange looking kind of but loopy header. But buy a ticket, you might win a raffle, isn't it? But but yeah, no, we, that, that's all good. That's all very good. Um, I thought Kone, when he came on, I, I said it earlier on, you, you seemingly agreed there, I think as well, which is, I think he was probably coming on to the least level of expectation of all the subs. But I just like the fact that he bought the energy level up. And that's not a criticism on Tom Deli Bashiru's kind of case. But if you come on, you've got to make an impact. And for once, I thought he really did that, which was nice to see. Nice to see. Yeah, and it, it was encouraging because players react differently to being stuck on the bench. Some players come on and just go through the motions and sulk. But I thought he came on today with the right attitude and a spriller. I thought the Spriller changed yeah. the game. He's, he looks very good, that lad. But Kone, when Kone come on, me and my son looked at each other and went, oh, God. <laughs> you, you weren't alone. Yeah, but uh, he, he made fair play. He made everyone eat, eat our words. And um, he came on and, as you say, he just looked like he'd give us more options than about a shoe. That, that fella. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, like I say, overall, very pleased. I was relieved that Batman had a reasonable game. I don't like slating players, although I probably do sound like I do. But overall, I thought there's a lot more positives to take out of that than negatives. And as you say, the, 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 the golden question is, did we win the game because they went down to 10 men or did we win the game because we wanted to win the game? I think we have to credit us with some, some determination and some kind of stickability and going at it. And also, as you said about with, with Espria, was... Uh, both their fullbacks were on yellows within about the what first twenty five minutes, something like that. He, he he got the ball and went at him, whereas Ince didn't really quite get into the game, and so we got him. He gets the yellow, and he basically does the slowest walk of shame I've ever seen across the pitch to finally get off. So fair play, we got some we got something out of it. There was an awful lot of bookings. They had thirty two percent of possession. We had sixty eight percent. They had shots. For me, the one player. And, and I know, and I'll be going to, to Wendover in a minute, it was a player that when we were talking about stuff prior to the transfer window closing, and all of it was just idle speculation. But Jay Stansfield, their young lad, who was on loan last season down at Exeter, and Ryan down there called him out and we looked at him and went, yeah, absolutely. He seemed to be their, their liveliest player and somebody you'd think you'd be able to get on loan from Fulham, shouldn't have cost a lot, who would have given us maybe another option in that game. 
Interestingly, though, we didn't have Bio on the bench. We didn't have Healy on the bench. But the irony of the fact, if we had it done, then by the 92nd minute, they might have been on and probably wouldn't have got the header from, from Rajovic. Who, who yeah, knows? it is fine lines, isn't it? But the one other thing that is irritating me about the substitutions at the moment, and mm-hmm. and I thought today would have been made for him for the pure reason you said that both their full-backs were on yellow cards was... He seems to take Mateus off quite uh, every game, and it's always around the hour mark. Now, I would have left him on today. Now, okay, we won the game, and the substitutes made a big impact, but I just think that sometimes we need to give that lad a full 90 minutes, um, whether it's fitness or whether I don't know, but I would like to see him be given a full game because I, I thought before we looked like scoring, I, I said to my lad, I said, look, if anyone's going to win the game today, it'll be him. But today we didn't need him. But do you know what I mean? I, I would just like to see him get a full game at some point very soon. That's very good. Very good indeed. Charlie, thank you, sir. Hear from you after West Brom when we smash them to use your parlance on that. That'd be nice. I shall be here. Win, lose or draw, mate. Good mate, good mate. Thank you very much. Lovely stuff. There goes Charlie. Let's quickly go. Mike, I'm going to come to you in just a second. But first of all, because he's just returned from his holly bobs, but was at, at the game today, I believe, Mr. Carl James. Carlos, sir. How are we? Oh, mate. Are you, are, you, are you back and bronzed? I am back. I'm, I'm stood next to a man. Am I bronzed? You wouldn't call me bronzed, would you? No, you're like a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I look like Casper the Friendly Ghost, really. Have the bars of the Canary Islands taken away but, your sunny but what disposition? You what you have to understand, of, of Irish skin, if you don't come back red, you've done very well. I consider this a, a plus. This is a triumph. Moment. Well done, sir. Well done. Absolute triumph, yes, yeah. No, I've got a little bit of colour. I was going to say you'll see it, but you probably won't, know because I oh. don't know when you're going to see me in the flesh. Oh. We'll, we'll probably be recording something next time, won't Th- we? There's a promise, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Who knows, mate? Exactly. Exactly. You, Peter, as I've said to you before, you know I hate putting you off your dinner. It's one of my. It's one of the things I try to do the least for you. It's not something that many people have managed to do. Let's be frank. <laughs> the evidence is there, and it can't. It's it's incontestable. Never mind, mate. You come back first game back on the sunny shores. Yeah. What did you think? I think we've had fairly balanced thoughts about everything so far. Yeah. Looking at the positive, realizing that we've kept it going. But how were you feeling on the 85th minute, and how were you feeling on the 95th minute? Yeah, that's it. I, I think the to sum it up, I think the sending off changed the game. Uh, for Birmingham, definitely, because they had to set up slightly differently. But up to that, I thought it was one of the most boring games I've seen in a long time. It was dreadful, both first half and second half. There, were, there wasn't much between the teams. And if if I remember, I called a Desmond on this. Did? Yeah, so I, I, a little bit of me was like, I'll take the nil because I'm a little bit closer to Justin in the uh, predictions league. But 97 minutes, uh, I called at, at 90 minutes for the, uh, for the extra time and... Yeah, we just seem to have. We just seem to go into another gear, and, and Birmingham couldn't really handle us towards the end. But there was a. I thought Dave done very well when he came on. Dave looked look look very lively, and and our new number nine, he's just one of those players that is he going to run around all afternoon? Probably not. But is he going to be at the right place at the right time? Yes, and he'll get goals at this division. I'm confident now after seeing him after two games against the. Coventry and, and, and Birmingham today, so there, there's a lot of positives to that. I, I thought we've beaten. I thought we've beaten a really good Birmingham City side who were in form. I listened to your your chat to the Birmingham City podcast on my Sun Lounger with a with a pina colada. I don't drink pina colada, of course I don't. It's fucking hell, Jesus! I've never been break. more relieved to hear the word colada in a sentence before <laughs> my life. Carry on. Yeah, 
No, not penis colada. No, don't do it. Oh, you that's, let... a different, that's a different drink. Come it's on, we have a different... reputation to maintain, and you, you, yeah, you're probably but, doing it, actually, in fairness. But no, it was overall I was, I was over the moon to, to beat Birmingham City today. I thought I, I actually do rate them. I think they're a really good organised side. I think John Eustace has got a, a decent side there, and... I, I think I said this about Stoke City, so I don't want to keep repeating myself because there's only so many teams that you can put in the playoffs, but I think they'll be there, thereabouts. Dare I say it again. But yeah, no, lovely to be back. Looking forward to uh, recording something with you guys very soon. The the match day vlog will be out hopefully by later today, depending on how long everyone keeps me in the pub. But yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Now, the real question is, and I don't wish to let daylight in upon yeah. magic that is this podcast, have you got yeah. hold of Kev? I've got hold of Kev. Kev is coming on the West Brom podcast. Oh, yes, everybody. We're going to have Kev on the West Brom. Who who literally knows less about football than me. Yeah, it's going to be dreadful. But (laughs) no, Kev, I owe Kev uh, at least a full podcast, don't I, after I phoned him out the blue and completely... We've talked him up so relentlessly, and I think that's that's what we need to do. Let's go back and apologise and just say, I'm sorry, we do know better, we simply don't act it. That's fine, that's fine. Sir, to the Market Tavern with you, no doubt. Yes, I shall, uh, I shall trot off there now, but lovely to talk to you all. Yeah, and on to the next one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see Bayern Munich on Saturday, so I'm not at the Leeds game. I'm off to, I'm off to Germany on uh, Friday evening. So but, will there be a German-themed matchday vlog? I'm hoping so, but I am with work colleagues, so I don't know. It depends how pissed and everyone gets and we'll see but hopefully I'll be able to do a Harry Kane special this will be an excellent thing to see I look forward to that immensely plus the fact we're going to get to talk to Kev everybody isn't that good Carlos catch you later Mr Duffy sir Mr Duffy if you hit your mute button what did you make of what do you make of proceedings there yeah not the prettiest game in the world but who gives a shit 2-0 winners (laughs) I I completely agree with what everyone said so far to be honest so I, I think really boring game up until sort of the 91st minute when Rojevic put that in and still now I'm, I'm watching that back and thinking how on earth did he get enough contact to, to beat Ruddy? It was a really strange header but he, he didn't have the best of games but to be honest if he's going to pop up with a goal like that and do fuck all game then I, I couldn't give a shit to be honest if he's going to do that every week. <laughs> yeah, he, uh... We said something similar a couple of weeks ago I think it was that's I, I think it was I think it was Alan came on and went did nothing and then scored two goals my kind of striker there you go. <laughs> that's what we've been missing haven't we I, I must admit I was I was a bit worried that when the team news come out, no striker on the bench, which I thought was really hard. Mm. I thought it was a bit harsh as well. I saw a lot of people celebrating the fact that Boyer wasn't on the bench. And considering he works hard for the team, he's chipped in with a few goals already, not this season, but overall at Watford. And I think it was a bit harsh, the the criticism that he got. But I, I thought we, we got a result against a very good Birmingham side. So I, I exchanged texts with a number of Birmingham fans before and, and after, don't worry. And, I'm sure you will continue with that. <laughs> and I, I thought they were very well drilled. I thought we were very poor in the final third. They were very tough to, to break down. They had that low block and they're very regimented. And, and Eustace has, has got a, a good thing going there. And I watched the game and you could only hear really the Birmingham supporters. You know that they, they travel in good numbers. And uh, sort of everything for me pointed them in, in the direction of them getting a result. Uh, I thought that Stansfield was, he, he's, he's some player, he's yeah. real live wire. But when I look back on this tomorrow, when I'm a little bit more sober than I am at the moment, I'll probably look and think, actually, Birmingham didn't really, other than that Stansfield chance in the first half, mm-hmm. they didn't really trouble us. 
it, it was one of them games, typical Watford at the moment, where we're dominating possession, but doing naffle with the ball, really. And, yeah, luckily for us, I, I thought... I, I was having a conversation with someone on Twitter at half-time, and I actually said, I, I don't see how Aspria and Kone can fit into this game because of the way the game was going at half-time. And uh, lo and behold, they come on and change the game. I thought Kone was superb really made a difference in that second half and Aspria, he's some player and he really turned it on and obviously he's crossed for Rajovic but I'm delighted I, I, I still think that one of these games we're going to click and give a team an absolute battering um, but to get a win over a team who's, who's unbeaten up until now that's a massive result and I think Val deserves some credit thought he made his substitutions at the perfect time he didn't go with his usual triple challenge in the 60th minute this time. And I think the substitutions were right. And a player who I haven't heard mentioned, but mm-hmm. I don't know if someone mentioned him already before I joined, but Jamal Lewis, I thought when he came on, he looked really good. Driving forwards, getting in those positions. And I, I think going forwards, I would probably start him on Wednesday. I don't want to be too harsh on Morris, but Morris doesn't quite do it for me. So I'd be more than happy to see Jamal Lewis start on Wednesday. But yeah, delighted with that win. It was, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Good stuff. I I thought Jamal Lewis took 10 or 15 minutes to get into the game. But completely understandably, you've basically been sitting basically very close to Eddie Howe on a cushioned bench for two years. (laughs) So, of course, you're going to need to get back into the game. And then... I, I, I agree. He was making those kind of those overlapping runs, and we were giving him the ball. Now, I know that Sean previously has pointed out the number of overlapping runs that Morris has made that the team don't seem to play him, don't seem to use him. He made a number of overlapping runs for Martins today, and Martins was having a great game. So he was going, and I've got drama on a on a, on a yellow, so I'm going to cut in and do some stuff. But he hardly ever gets played in. It would be really nice that if he does get played in on occasions, we give him the same level of ball that we gave Lewis. But hey. Nice problems to have with either one of them, I think, at the moment. Although I agree with you, a fit Lewis is probably going to be commanding that space and trying to get his, hopefully, his next move to us. But we'll see. We shall see. So what are you doing on, if anybody doesn't know, Mike, obviously, is is, is one of the founders of Voices of the Vic. And uh, when are you putting stuff out between now and West Brom and stuff like that? We are, I think Ben is doing a podcast tomorrow evening. I think he's joined by my brother Cameron. And then... I'm speaking to a Leeds fan on Tuesday. That'll be out later in the week after the West Brom game. And I don't know if we're going to squeeze in a West Brom preview. So potentially you could have three podcasts to listen to this week. And yeah, so if anyone's struggling to sleep at the moment, you'll be you'll be delighted to hear that. So. <laughs> You're not taking our perfect cure for insomnia subtitle away from us. It's ours and you can't have it. There we go. Mike, excellent stuff, sir. As you may well tell, Mike may just have a number of connections in the Birmingham area and therefore we need to allow him to go and just ring them and say, hello, you haven't heard from me in a little while. Mike, Mike, go do your stuff, sir. Well done. Good evening, mate. Take care. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Paul, sir, Mr. Fiander Dunner, how you doing? How you doing? Evening, Peter. How are you doing? You alright? I'm alright, thank you. I'm alright. I was most disgruntled that the that the bunker were only taking cash, and I had absolutely none on me. So we ended up going into the into the stadium early, which which isn't quite the same thing. Isn't quite the same thing at all. But what what did you think about things once you got into the stadium? 
I thought the, the atmosphere was fantastic today. I've, I've half lost my voice, which is the sign that the fans are on board with the journey that we're on. Look, with 20 minutes to go and a, a red card, you're still thinking this is this is painful because we were still slowing it down a little bit. Of course, the, the extra man then made a little bit of a difference, but isn't it nice just to see our team go for it? That last sort of like five minutes, shackles really came off and seeing a youngster score a goal and slide across the pitch and you could see how much it meant. It's such a lovely feeling. Just makes up for, let's be honest, some of it was a little bit slow in places and some of the flicks just didn't quite work today. But I think when it does click, we've got the makings of a good team there. I think we're going to give a few a few teams a, a few drop-ins. And I think we, when he gets these substitutions of the midfield, like I think he did today, um, we're going to we're going to really be a goal up on someone and then smash them the second half and really put a few teams to bed early doors. I'm still on board on this journey. I think Backman kept us in it. Could have been a Blackburn. We could have lost one nil today. Yeah, that double save made a huge difference. One thing I noticed though, uh, you mentioned with the with the last caller about uh, Jamal Lewis needed ten minutes to get ready yeah. when he came on. This weird thing that we seem to have with our subs, we water the pitch at home and then the subs come on literally with two minutes before the teams come out. Same thing happened with Loser the other week. So our subs that come on at half time, they're not really ready to play. So they need a good five to ten minutes to get into the game because they haven't had a chance to properly warm up. It's a new thing. I've never seen it before, but something that might not necessarily be working for that instant impact. But it is what it is. A win's a win. It was like a Cisco win today where we didn't play brilliantly, but we got the win. And ultimately, look what happened in the Cisco season. We went up. That's all we're looking for, really, onwards and upwards. Yeah, it was an interesting one. And I think without those two goals, we'd probably be sitting here. And it's a ridiculous thing to say we won 2-0 without those two goals. What would happen? Because we, we don't sit there and say if we had scored two goals when we haven't scored. But... At that point, we're looking at that and thinking, this feels Plymouth 2.0, which was an ill, but at least it doesn't feel like Blackburn 2.0 because they haven't taken the breakaway chance and, and, and done us. But as you say, it's the icing on the cake. It's goals change games. We know that's the whole point of the game. So let's see where it takes us. I Even though I thought we were playing the ball around the back and Birmingham was sat in deep, and I think for long periods, they were quite happy for us to have the ball in front of them. And they just sat in and killed the space. And any balls that went in, we didn't really deliver anything into an attacking area particularly. But he got snuffed out because they packed the midfield. The two at the back were nice and solid and did a job on Ryovic until they didn't. And it, it, they would have been, I think if they'd have been coming away with that with the nil, I think they would have been highly delighted because it would have been a thoroughly proficient away performance. But... You've got to do it now for the entirety, and that's where the that's where the game changes. We all know that. We all know that. But it's a long old season, so we will see what happens. We will see what happens. Yeah. What are your thoughts for West Brom? Are you thinking we can recreate the result and improve on the performance? And, and would you see, because we've got three games in a week, which of those subs might you start to, to keep the kind of squad fresh? Certainly, uh, traffic Coney, we can't call him that anymore because uh, he came on and he, he did make a difference. He, he was playing it simple and he was moving around. So he'd probably get a start um, on Wednesday. Asprelia's crossing was dreadful and then obviously he pops up and um, sets up one of the goals. So again, I think this, this fluid swapping the three of them around in those attacking positions, it means that they're going to stay fresh so they can play three games in a week. If anything, loser was probably one of the poorer players today until the last 10 minutes. 
And so you can swap them around a little bit and make a difference. And that's a bit of a luxury because we, we might have a wafer-thin squad, but in those positions, we're, we're quite well stacked. It's quite fluid. Looking forward to seeing how they can develop that as the season goes on. I'll say one thing quickly, though. Today was my John, John Ruddy redemption game because I was ill in the cup semi-finals. I missed the comeback goals because I'd had a broken hand. We went with the family when we were 2-0 down, so I missed that. So seeing John Robbie um, pick the ball out of the net twice today in injury time and me still being there, I feel like that's my ruddy redemption today. Very happy with that. Today. Ruddy redemption. He doesn't like them being right in the top-hand corner against us. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Paul, sir, you sound quite echoey there. Safe journey back if you're not back already. Wonderful to hear from you. I hope everything's going all right with you. We are going to go across to somebody in just a second. Then I'm going to go to Chatting Blues, who myself and Justin had a chat with in midweek, get, get the opposition perspective. Then we are going to be coming to in turn Wendover we're going to be going to Richard we're going to be going to Andy we're going to then come to Rich WFC 2 and then we're going to go to Danny this is Shorty and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast enjoy the game how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But first of all, of course, we need to go to somebody who people suggest that when we win, he doesn't turn up. He does. It's Uncle Ron from all the way in Florida. Uncle, hit the old hit the old mute button, and you can come on to the to the delightful sounds of the Smiths. Thank you for that, Peter. Always, Good afternoon. always. Come on, then, mate. What did you What did you make of of the, the result, the performance? What did you make of the squad? What did you make of, we talked about earlier on that we didn't have, it, it was a good job in a way that we didn't have a, a sub on the bench because probably Ryovic probably wouldn't have been on and he was probably the only person who was going to score that goal. But what were your thoughts? Great result. Fantastic result. Great header from Ryovic. Fantastic header. But I was not impressed up to the end, really. Not impressed at all. And somebody mentioned Morris the last the last fellow, and I think you mentioned they weren't playing him in. But I've got to say, he is a dreadful footballer. I've said it from the start. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Peter, he was brushed off the ball on countless occasions. He shouldn't be starting at this level of football. He is a non-league player, really. He's far too physically weak. Okay, so we were lucky to get away with not being punished for starting him. I, I think he's a terrible... Okay, so flipping that coin on its head... Mm. 
and going yes. from tails to heads. What did you make of Jamal Lewis after? I think everybody says you know, 10 minutes, he, he was obviously trying to get his way. But what did you think of his last half hour? No, good. Decent. Good last half an hour. But Jamal Lewis hasn't been fit, but he previously has been a, a very good player at this level of football. Absolutely. And But I've seen it from the beginning, and, and for some reason people don't like me to say it, but I've watched second division football for most of the time. Uh, I've watched Watford 40-odd years, and I can tell that when a player is not physically up to it, and, and that is Morris. He is far too easily brushed off the ball. Okay, okay. Who knows? We've now at least got... Because let's be honest, when we played Coventry, we got Ken Semmer playing there, who gives you a level of physicality. But we all know that left back isn't necessarily his most favoured position. I'm not sure why it's his most favoured position either, by the way, but never mind. But we had, suddenly we've got two players coming back, obviously with former fitness issues. So giving them both a run and getting them in there, I'm not even going to ask. You're clearly going to put, you're going to want uh, Lewis starting in the uh, in the game against West Brom in, in the midweek. Who else impressed you from the bench? And who do you think should come on in, into the starting 11 consideration for Wednesday against the Baggies? Coney was impressive when he came on. Mm. He had some aggression to him. It was a, a really nice change to see that because previously he looked, not really up for the battle, but he had some aggression to him. I quite like that. But I didn't enjoy the game, Peter, until the goals. I thought it was far too much fanny football again. And if you look at the goal, it was a cross in and a header. And Ryan Andrews, he, he, he took a chance and there was a deflection and goal. But if you, just, if you just fanny about and pass it side to side and don't shoot, then you won't score a goal. And it's so boring and it's got to be a bit faster got to be does the does having the inverted wingers hurt us with that because every time the ball goes out there they have to cut back in to deliver the ball or if they're going to get to the line to cross it in then as with as with in fairness a spree is successful cross he has to do it with his weaker foot because of all of those wingers they're always having to do that and they're also having to do that with the number eights as well because they're inverted as well is that something that you'd like to see you know slightly more conventional wingers you know getting to the byline on occasions even if it's just uh you know mix it and match Yes, I would. But it's not just that. If you look at Tom Ince today, very incredibly lazy performance from him. Every time he got the ball, he, he didn't take on his opposition counterpart. He just laid it off five-yard pass. Someone like him has got to do more. And loser, I thought, was very poor today, wasn't doing enough. You've got to look to those players to step up and increase the tempo. Let's absolutely hope that they do on on Wednesday and build on it. I think we all saw the other week when when Loser was was dropped to the bench for uh, for, for I, I think we all agree it was lateness to to team training and what have you, and he came on again after forty five minutes and we discussed the the pros and cons of disciplining a player only for forty five minutes and what have you. But I think we saw that we missed something then in terms of cohesion. Felt like the movement wasn't quite there today. What's your thought on Pat? What's your thoughts on Matthias Martins, having looked at him for six games, is he a force for good? Yeah, didn't have his best game today, though. But I like him. He's got something to him. But didn't have a particularly good game, did he, Peter? What do you think today? I think I, I would have liked to have seen, and I'm not trying to just say this because you're sitting there talking about Morris, I'd have liked to have seen him vary his play a little bit more because he's always cutting in and always going for that. And I think using him on the overlap might have been 
useful. I think the, the really good thing about seeing Lewis do that is Lewis is a senior pro, or it certainly is in the Watford context of things, and we got we saw the ball getting commanded and getting delivered into those areas. So I think he can not only sit in midfield, he can also give us that overlapping piece, which then just... It, if Matthias Martins is less predictable, i.e. he's going to cut inside and then he's going to try and you know, do something from that, if you're the defender, you just basically stand him up on his right foot. That's what you do. If he might actually reverse... The, the ball out and do a little kind of Jack Greaves kind of thing where he Jack Greaves not talking about uh, uh, Jack Grealish little outward ball where he's dra- dragged the player in and then released the left back it gives that defender oh we, I don't quite know which way he's going to go and it it might make him a little bit more productive I like him I like him a lot I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the, the the season including today it was a bit of a chess match of a game but because we just slowed the ball down for me that's all because people are always trying to get it back on their other foot but hey ho tis what it is tis what it is sir I hope everything's good for you in Florida with everybody we're going to go across and talk we're going to go across and talk to Chatting Blues in just a second Chatting Blues sir you should have a, a little mic button with... There you go, yeah. you're in. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good, Pete. How are you, mate? Oh, obviously, with the last 10 minutes, then you can imagine how we all are in terms of the happiness of the result. Did you manage to to watch the game via what via stream or something? Yeah, I managed to... Look, I got there 20 minutes late, but, um, yeah, I managed to watch the majority of the game. Um, yeah, really disappointed to be honest, Pete. Uh, I thought we held we held our own for for, for eighty five minutes. I think the referee Keith Stroud had an absolute nightmare. I think he, he, he set a rod for his own back, giving so many yellow cards out straight. It was contact sports, and and I said to my mate, he, he was flying these yellows out, and I was thinking he's going to he's going to send someone off these. And obviously sent Buchanan off. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. And I think most Watford fans will sit there and look at it because we're all partisan. We all look at it from our own team's point and that's fine. But what is interesting is you guys got seven yellows, including obviously a double for Buchanan who went off. We got one. We made 16 fouls. You made 17. Which feels disproportionate. I'm trying to be as fair as I can be here for you, sir. So, yeah, no, it will be something that I think people will probably potentially look at. There was one moment in the first half where Loser went down with a foul and an injury and he received treatment and Keith Stroud didn't make him go off. And in fact, he took the free kick that then it didn't come to anything. But it was one of those things where you go, oh, Christ, if this goes in, you can see this being mentioned all over on the coverage. So who knows? He probably was more in our favour than yours, perhaps. Who knows? Other people might contest it. But when you look at when you look as a team and you don't mention the ref, you probably know he's been all right to you. You're you're feeling a bit aggrieved about it. A bit aggrieved, mate, to be honest. We've had this with Keith Schreiber on on previous occasions, it just doesn't seem to. We've got a couple of refs what what just seem to have it in for blues, and and Keith Stray's one of them. I, I can't remember the the other ref's name. We had him at Cardiff in the Carabao Cup, but now other than that, he played really well. To be fair, I thought we we like I said on our preview, I thought we was defensively sound. It was really difficult to break down. And, sorry, and uh, yeah, and it just really got it. To, I think we deserved the points point out of the game to be honest Pete 
Yeah, so a little bit disappointed, if I'm being honest. Like, you can't concede two in the last five minutes and not be disappointed. No. I think we've all been there, we've all suffered that, and then all had to get in our cars or on the train and go home, and it's no fun, we get yeah. that. But obviously, at the end of the day, it's goals count in the 99th as they do in the 17th yeah. and what have you. But it's one of those things, and they did keep Ryevich, awful quiet, because, and we said to you beforehand, we're not sure he does much other than score goals, and he didn't do an awful yeah, lot yeah. other than score a goal. That's what he's there to do, so there we go, there we go. Anyway, sir enjoy the rest of your season and, and yeah. until we meet you on, on March the 16th the date that is now indelibly put into my yeah, head yeah, by, lovely. by Justin's repeating Love. of it to me all the time yeah yeah no, lovely thanks ever so much Pete. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season speak to you soon alright fella take care now lovely stuff one of the one of the really nice things that we have that we found and I think Mike will have done exactly the same thing with Voices of the Vic is it's you know what it's opposition, it's not enemy. We've all got to have somebody to play and, and that's why we really love them when opposition fans come on and go, yeah, saw it a different way, that's fair enough. Mr Wendover Horn, sir! Mr Wendover Horn, where, whereabouts are you? I've pulled up in a lay-by oh. so you don't have any road noise, Peter. You're so considerate, it's so nice of you, never mind. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I that know, go on, mate. That, that, was nev- that was never in any doubt, was it? Never in any doubt. I have to disagree with Talking Blues. That's fair enough. If you if you commit the type of fouls that they did early on in the game, you should expect yellow cards. Our fouls were nothing like their fouls. I I know it's sixteen fifteen, but they were professional fouls that all deserve yellow cards. And I'm afraid that's what happens, lads. If you turn up to kill a game, that, that's what happens. You can get bitten at the end, and that, that's what happens. Well, goals, goals change games, don't they? That's what they do. Go goals ahead. change. Go, Rayovic can't criticise the guy at all. I think uh, an earlier recorder did, did say something negative about him. Not for me. He did what a good number nine should do. He was on the end of it. Reminded me of a George Riley, Colin West, Mark Falco type of goal. We haven't had that type of number nine for a long time. And I don't care if he, whatever he does outside the box, fair play to him. He was there on his head. Lovely jubbly. Lovely jubbly. Very good. Yeah. One thing I do wish we would do, Pete, is... Roop said fannying around with it, and I, 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 I a little bit agree with him. I think we could mix it, mix it a bit, and, and go a bit more direct. If you noticed, a couple of the times when we did break, because we fiddle about with it and take so much time, we're on the break, but we, t- we, we spend so much time they all have time to get back in, to get their numbers back and yeah. get back into position. We've got to be quicker. We've got to be quicker in transition because if we're not, there's no point in play. We're not going to pass through a team quick enough. That's my only negative thing. I do wish we would mix it up, but you've got to be happy, haven't you? Three points. Agree. Lewis is going to make a difference. Liked him a lot. Liked him a lot. And I would like to see Chekovatsi as a starter. Love him. Uh, not a lot of has been said about Jack yet. I thought he was superb. I really did. Where would you put him? Because today he was playing left of the front, 
at the front because yeah. when they brought, we, we all thought, oh, he's going in to replace Tom Delibashiru. And then it was Kone's coming on and we went, what? Yeah. Oh, Mateus is going off. And there's a number of people, me included, who would like to see Mateus Martins get maybe a little bit longer. He's there to make the decisions. Well, he's there to also make sure the sub has enough time to get into the game. And Czech for Dad, he did that. But would you start him in the number eight role or would you start him wide left up front? I think I'd start him if he was a starter alongside loser in a, an advanced midfield, central midfield position, maybe on the left. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I, I think he's a good footballer. Also disagree with Roop on Ince. There's a shock. <laughs> Go on. Um, what are you disagreeing well, with Ron about with this time? About, I've, I've agreed with Roop about something. I've got to disagree with him. I don't think Ince had a bad game. Did we see Ince give the ball away? Not once did Ince give the ball away. He always passes to a Watford shirt. Yeah, he didn't go past anybody and get many crosses in, but he's quality on the ball. He is quality. He's a experienced pro, and I think he's going to have a good season. Very good. Very good. Very good. The thing Go is on. that I think it was Alex came on the other week when I was asking about the, the number eights and, and his, his his comment about Tom Delibashiro, which was absolutely fantastic. He said, he gives you something different to what Loser gives you and we need him to track and do something different on the left. I think often when we look at players, we compare with the other side and what they're doing. Yes. And he's a different kind of player from Martins. He hasn't got the youth and the effervescence and the legs, basically. He's got something else and different. It'll be interesting whether or not we start, not because of having a go at anybody, but just freshening the squad and keeping it, whether or not he yeah, starts just, on Wednesday if he rests him. I just wonder, Pete, at home, whether you need Serie as the six and, and Tom Denny tracking. Maybe somebody a little bit more attack-minded, totally attack-minded than Tom when you're playing at home. Don't know. Certainly away from home. Yeah, away from home that, that I would go with Tom Delhi. But uh, maybe at home I'd consider... I, th- I think Jack's a footballer. He looks an intelligent footballer to me. See that goal he scored in the week for his nation? For Georgia, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely yeah. did. Absolutely outstanding goal. But good. yeah... Good. Oh, good. So we will see you on Wednesday for West Brom. Hopefully the bunker will you be will. Uh, will, will be taken today. It was only taking oh. cash, which was a bit of a yeah. pain in the proverbial. It, well, it was a pain. Was it? Off for a Chinese now. Chinese, oh, Chinese everybody. For all of those playing, yeah. uh, <laughs> play, <laughs> playing the Wendover sweepstake. And, yeah. And it was great. I don't know if he's been on because I was a little late on. So I went into the club shop where I saw Mike. And good to see Mel. Lovely to see you, Mal. Don't know if you've been on, but it was great to see you, mate. Uh, Steve came on driving Mal, and then Mal just said, Cheerio! As I managed to remove him from, from speaking, because I thought they'd been done. But So Mal and, and Steve are jaunting. They're probably somewhere... Fabulous. I reckon they're probably just about getting onto the M6. That's my guess. Who knows? We'll never know. Cheers, Pete. Cheers, fella. Have a good, safe drive back. Enjoy your Chinese, as always. Let's try. Let's try again, Richard. Let's see if we can't get you back on again, because uh, we tried earlier. It didn't quite work. But let's see if you can hit that, that mute button, Richard Fairbanks, and then we can hopefully get you on. Can you hear me? Yes, victory. Oh my. We are caught. Co- oh, I, I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> Watford won Elon Musk nil. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I might be a bit echoey. I'm, I'm stood on the, uh, the top floor of the, of the church car park. Hang on. I'm just going to get out the rain. Oh, look at this. Listen to this. This is everybody. For, <laughs> welcome to the weather report. It's raining a bit. We know yeah, this because Rich is getting I'm, wet. I'm, I'm 
Never mind, never mind. Anyway, sir, what did, what did you yeah. think of the game? But also you had some issues in and around the stadium, I believe. Yes. Um, do you want me to start with the game first? You far away, whichever you like, sir. Yeah, up until the sending off of the Birmingham player, it was a pretty, pretty iffy game, wasn't it, really? I didn't think Watford were particularly good. There wasn't much in it, but I thought as the game went on, I thought, you know what, I'd probably, I'll take a point, which isn't great, but I didn't want to lose. And then the first quality cross I felt Watford made of the game uh-huh. like a, a really good one and the guy heads it in there you go and I still thought oh seven minutes left we'll probably Watford it but they didn't <laughs> so there you go it was yes the verb to Watford something has always been to to grab defeat or a draw from the jaws of victory hasn't it but for once we went against type yeah, no, I thought, who knows, maybe we'll look back on this game and think, oh, gave the players uh, a bit of confidence. And the atmosphere was great after the, after the goals. And yeah, I think Batman gets a lot of criticism, which I, I do understand, but he did make some key saves as, as well. Like a lot of people, I've questioned some of his distribution, but actually I, I felt I put, there was maybe the odd moment. But actually today, I didn't think it was too bad. I don't know, maybe some people might disagree with me. but No, he's had some games this, this season that would have had me wheeled into A&E at any point, but uh, not today. It, it, was, it was just a little health check is required at the end of that, but that's fine, but that's fine. No, that was all good, though. All good indeed. So so what else happened, though, with okay, your with your match day experience, sir? I'll, I'll try and be as concise as possible. No, OK, I'm born in Amersham, grew up in Chesham. I used to be a Watford seasoning holder in the 90s and 2000s. My brother, the same, is a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. He moved up to Norwich about, I don't know, 15 years ago I followed about 10 years ago over the last sort of probably seven years I've had various sort of shall we say wellness issues the health issues uh-huh. and for the first time in a long time I've been able to come down from from Norwich kind of towards the end of last season and I managed to get down here today like I, I drove down and my brother drove down and he drove down with his my 12 year old nephew and my eight-year-old uh, niece, she's autistic, and this is relevant information I'm also autistic right. so I'm quite sensitive to what I'd call bad treatment Anyway, so I, I get to the ground early. I go in, I find my seat in the cell and John stands down at the corner near the rookery end. And my, my brother comes in and he's a little bit agitated. And I said, oh, what happened? And I was allowed, I had a bag that was maybe a little bit over A4, which had my glasses in and some hankies. And they searched it, fine, let me in. My niece had a bag that apparently was a bit over A4, was too big. And with her pens in and, her, and, and some paper, because... That's something yeah. she needs. Mm-hmm. And one of the stewards, I think, from what I gathered from my brother, they were about to let them in. And then some other steward, who may have been a senior steward, comes up from a bit further away and says, take that into the ground. So my brother was made to take Stella's bag round to the supporters' services and leave it there. And my brother just said to no one in particular, this is ridiculous. And one of the other stewards said, oh, that's charming. Have a good day, sir. Just sarcastic. Yeah. So that was best. So, so we go in, and I went and spoke to two of the stewards we spoke to, actually. Three of the stewards were actually really good inside the ground. There was a guy at the top of the stairs, and what he said was, this is due to the Manchester bombing. It's like a new policy. Nothing, no, no bags over A4. I saw loads of people in the ground with bags way bigger than A4 and rucksacks, you know, like plenty. And but he said it was good of them. And I said, okay, that's fine. But that wasn't communicated to my brother and his family also. That's not the way to speak to him in front of his kids. As my brother took his bag to the supporter services, there was a guy in his 70s, I think he said, who'd been coming to the ground for like years, who was made to do the same and was really upset. And so my, so my brother, like, so their sun hats were in the bag, so they were sat in the sun without the sun hats. Excuse me about the noise there. Okay. And so my brother left her. He, went, he left a bit early to go and saw the bags out. I think he missed the first oh. goal. 
And the guy there, the other guy there was getting his bag and was upset. And this is, I felt this was possibly the worst bit. My brother, again, calm, not having, not being like abusive or unpleasant at all. There was a gentleman in a club blazer who basically said, get used to it. That's verbatim quote. Now, I've spent, he spent over 100 quid getting down here from Norwich. I've spent a quid on a ticket, refreshments today, petrol. And now Watford, I actually bumped into to Carl after the match. I saw him and when he shook his hand and said, I love the, love your work, love the podcast, love the Twitter spaces. And I explained it to him. I was rambling on. And I said, oh, the club's supposed to be inclusive. In theory, the family club. And I kind of misspoke. I said, oh, we're customers. And he made the good point. We're fans. But I, I suppose I said customers because in this day and this kind of corporate day and age, you are supposed to treat customers with some respect because we are passing money over to the club. Yes, we are fans, of course. But I'm just absolutely baffled. And it's put a pretty sour taste in for, for what was a, a great result in the end and, and a great end of the game. And Carl made a very good point. He said, you've got to, my brother wants to com- complain, but then it's, it's a hassle. But he said, no, if, if we don't bring up with a club, nothing's going to change. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't care. As I said, f- we spoke to the chief steward who was really good. And he said, yes, yeah, it's because of the Manchester bombings, which happened quite a while ago. But someone said, oh, there's been inquiries since. And, and this is the rules. And someone else said, oh, to my brother, oh, it's on the website. Okay, you need to tell your stewards. And, and I don't mind, we don't mind the bags. Be, if the bag's too big, we either won't bring it next time or we'll go and put it, we'll take it down to supporter services. But you, they didn't tell us what the whys and wherefores. And you can be polite to people. We're not all complete, great, unwashed plebs. Yeah, no, that's no, what you, I really object to. And it's that <laughs> feeling of feeling like you're guilty of something when you're really not. Because all you're doing is... Yeah, I mean, because maybe it's part of my, my autism, but I, I, it's easy to get quite... I didn't see all this happen, but my, my brother is a very calm, measured person. And as I said, the other three of the other stewards I went to speak to just to say, look, what can you tell me about this? Can you get it? But there were three of them, two guys and a lady. They were great. But there's clearly this other senior steward and this other steward who both, it just baffles me. Like the club needs to, like, just for example, my nephew, and I will show up in a sec. I'm sorry. Sure, he he was born it. like, right, he was born in Norwich. Okay. Now my mum got him like a Norwich top because it's a local team, but he wants to support Watford. Okay, and he's got his Watford top because he's the only kid in his school who supports Watford. Everyone else supports Norwich, which that's good, their local team, and a few glory hunters support Manchester City. Watford needs to, at the very least, don't do things to upset a potential new fan who's been mm. coming to, been to a few, two or three games this season, three games this season he's been to now, and he's been to a few last season. He's just turned 12 years old. And you're the best being my brother. We, I first went to see Watford in, um, against Norwich at Vicarage Road in was it, October 1983. And I've and I, and I spent money in the, even though I haven't been able to get down to, to, to Watford much, I've, I have bought quite, I've bought my merchandise and the, and the kit. And it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just a sucker. No, Rich, Richard, you are, sorry, sorry, I don't mean to put, uh, pull across. Yeah. You're absolutely right, because whether you're a fan or whether you're a customer, or the answer, honest answer is, we are all both. There is a That's certain yeah, there is yeah. a certain level of dignity with which you should be treated as a customer and absolutely as a fan. This is this, I have seen the stuff on the website. It has been advertised, and it does say an A4 is a particularly strange kind of. Oh, I'll just get my piece of paper and measure my bag via a piece of paper. I don't quite get it, but fine. I agree with you. I saw people with people of, of long standing, and they're not doing anything bad by bringing in larger rucksacks. So when you see something not being consistently applied or communicated 
as well as it might have been done, it's a shame. I think what would be nice to see with all of these little stewarding teams would be one or two senior stewards there who, rather than just being there to just enforce everything, actually, I know somebody who has an exception card for them to be able to bring in a flask because that's, they've... That's what we're thinking of doing now, actually. Yeah, sorry, so you can only you can write to the club and because autism is a... It's classed as a disability, so you can get that. And, you know, I've got a card, so I'm, I'm autistic in my wallet. So we think we, we apparently we can do that or maybe just not bring bring about. Like I said, I'm not, like, you, you can be, they have to deal with a lot of hassle, I'm sure. But my, we're polite. My brother was polite. And he, just, he was just a bit exasperated. This is because it's in front of his two two children. And that that's a bit that, like, sticks in my craw a bit, but as I said. Wouldn't it be great to just say, could you just come step this side, just step aside while everybody else is getting, everybody else is flowing through, because you don't want to be sitting there and sitting there talking to the stewards and everybody's tutting behind you. Just come to say, okay, this is what it is, here are the rules, etc. I'm going to issue a temporary pass to take your belongings into the ground, because I've, I've opened them, I've checked them, there is no, there is nothing offensive, and yeah. here, here is the form or the place to go online to go and apply for a permanent exemption card something like that shouldn't be beyond the wit of the stewards and i appreciate you you're quite right to call it out they a lot of them do an awful lot of good stuff and are working very hard but the club do so much around autism and awareness and trying to be as inclusive as possible look at the the sensory room for example i I don't think it would want to make those inroads and then lose out on something like this because they're not they're only paying attention to the almost like the big ticket item of the sensory room they they want to make sure that all fans can get in have a good experience come along and then get back there now i do have one question to ask you richard your nephew who is supporting watford in the outpost that is norfolk what is his name (laughs) what's his name oh rafa everybody rafa a big round of applause for rafa well done well done. Yeah. He is taking the joys of being a Watford fan and pioneering it in Norfolk at an early age. We, we're very pleased for that. So, Rafa, well done, sir. Well done. Richard, we hope you can get back down again. I'm very glad to hear that your health is allowing you to yeah, get back I'm down. Yeah, I'm sorry again. to be like a bit, but as I said, I'm not digging out. It's just, it, again, it wasn't, it's not the fact that we couldn't take the bag in. I understand it's more than people's jobs. They just, you draw a line, but it's how you deal with people. And I do have to say, I do feel Watford of earlier years. I feel maybe this wouldn't have happened, but there we go. What can you do, eh? Let's hope we get back to it, sir. Let's hope we get back to it. Anyway, look, you and the family, yeah, safe journey for... home. Lovely for yeah. calling in, mate. And yeah, thank thanks you. For, thanks for um, letting me speak, and uh, cheers, everyone. Always, always about Waffle fans, isn't it? And it's certainly not about me, Carl, and Justin, because let's face it, we talk enough nonsense to last a lifetime. Let's go to Rich WFC2. Cheers, Richard. We're going from Richard. a Richard to a Rich. See what we're doing. We're really pushing the boundaries of whatever this nonsense is. Rich, how you doing, mate? I'm good, good. Pete, I'm trying, actually, I don't know if Richard is still on and can hear. I hope he is. I wasn't coming on to talk about this at all, but and I'm not a name dropper, but I'm going to say this because it's very relevant to exactly Fire what has been away. said before. I'm, I had the pleasure, or whatever, of 20 minutes time with Luther today, Luther Blissett. <laughs> I think your confirmation that it was Luther Blissett rather than yes, us confusing right. it with all the other Luthers in the club. I know, oh, yeah, carry on. I, know, I, know. I went up to the horns and I, I, I've had a certain view about Luther joining the payroll, shall we say, actually becoming an employee of Watford. Uh-huh. And I knew that he was going to be there today. I knew Andrew French was going to be there. And I just made my... I'm one of these people that I can. you can speak on Twitter, but I thought I'll actually go and have a chat. And fair play to him. And we had a chat and... 
a lot of the things that Luther is going to be doing, because he gave me a nice insight into what he was doing, because I just said, look, Luther, you've always been the voice of the fans from afar. Now you're on board. It concerns me slightly that will your voice be as strong as it was previously and can you make an impact? And we spoke an awful lot about this exact... I called the match day experience and I went through a lot of the things as somebody who's been going to football at that football ground for 40 odd years um, as a season ticket holder and as somebody who's known, watched this team and watched Luther for many years under Graham and that, I went through to him and I, I gave him quite a lot about what the match day experience has been like over the last few years, which quite honestly has been horrific. So everything that my namesake Richard has just gone through today is so relevant and all I can say without saying any more is please Richard if you're listening and your brother make contact with Luther these things need to be out in the open they need to be sorted out we need to we want kids coming back to our football club we want the rest of the fans the younger generation to come through and enjoy coming to the football club as well as the seniors and it's not a nice place to go in a lot of times at the moment so if you don't mind me, I digress. Certainly, Not I just so. wanted to—I just wanted to put that out there. Get get in touch with people like Luther. If he can't make a difference, then God help us. That's all I can say on that. So, <laughs> thanks for that. But, uh, Good stuff, Richard. If you're hearing so, that, hopefully either get in touch with us and we can get you in touch with Rich and or obviously get in touch now with the club because yeah. Luther is obviously he's been involved with the club, but he appears to now be front and centre at the emotional heart of the club which is all anybody has wanted for a pretty long time so let's hope that all of that comes good Rich has just given us a big good thumbs up Rich so that's cool good good I wish him well It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eye brow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.